Hi, I'm Elle DeBarge. And I'm Elaine Stritch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how are you doing? I'm good. I got a shipment from Binnie's today. It was great. I'm stocked up for the week. I love that you're doing intermittent fasting, but your bar cart looks like it's about to collapse. That's very (laughs) on brand. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So this week we have two guests. First, she'll unapologetically fuck your man, then act like you're the one being weird about it. It's that girl down the street. Yay! Hi, hi, hi. You're so aptly named. I know, right? Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get your take on this season this far in. Um, Our second guest is no angel. She's the original Slay Anna herself. Please welcome back frequent collaborator Buffy Cummers. Hi, everyone. Uh, So good to see your smiley faces. Uh, And that girl, I'm so excited to get your take on everything because we haven't talked at all about this season yet. So no, not at all, not at once. What are like? What are like? Just the first thoughts, favorite queens. Oh Jesus! I know I'm jumping right right in. (laughs) I am. I am really like the thing that I like about this season is all the queens that you thought were going to do amazing, like kind of (laughs) aren't. And uh, it gives a lot of room for all like the entire cast to raise up as a result of that. So. I'm really enjoying uh, Gigi Good and uh, Heidi in Closet. Yeah. I'd say they're my two favorite yeah. of the season thus far. I mean, yeah. I think they're also, like, doing some of the better performances. I love that for you, too, because usually you like a contrarian. Like, you like, like, Jada being a bitch. And, like, really, like, her being a bitch part most. And so I like that you, like... Probably the two fan fa- biggest fan favorites right now. Well, I mean, they're fan favorites for a reason. Jada Essence Hall has her like qualities. She's like, I don't, I don't dislike her yet, but like, she wasn't. I don't know what who was it? Raja D O'Hara from last season. Like, I liked her because she was a bitch and like jada essence hall isn't a big enough of a bitch that you're like yeah bitch you go bitch but like you know she's not nice i don't know i'm so glad you brought up jada kande because like i listened to last week's episode and i was screaming most of the time (laughs) for several reasons one because you didn't have your like gay pop culture like pop star <laughs> drag her drag her <laughs> consultant on hand and when you said like you didn't know who Normani was you said a Kimpetra song with I Normani who Normani barely was. barely <laughs> and she does that one song yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, you missed the clear coronavirus work from home joke uh, uh, that goes along with Normani um, yes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'll give you but... that. The Kim Petrus miss was like a crime I cannot defend. At the gates, at the pearly gates of heaven, St. Peter's will turn me away on that one. <laughs> but yes, the uh, main that thing will, was, the main thing the for reason. me, the main thing for me was when you compared Tyra Sanchez to Jada Essence Hall. And I like, Jada, <laughs> like, that was so bonkers to me. Jada is... Like, yeah, she can be a little sassy and she can be, like, a little in her feelings and a little short with people. But, like, she's had some of the best, like, 
like pep talk <laughs> moments of the season so far. She's had like some of the best but... moments where like people are really in their feelings and she just like will talk them down and say something super supportive and then be like, now get back to work. And I fucking love it. Okay, so I want to respond to this right now. <laughs> we texted this out earlier. Thank you so much for dragging me. I want to be clear. You, I know you are right. And <laughs> I feel like, so like I'm conceding up top. You're right, I'm wrong. Um, I do feel like she has that like, and I, like I grew up between the south side and the north side of Chicago. And I feel like there's like a, I actually have no fucking idea how to work with other people's sassiness that's just combative and the proposed opinion like alternates aren't actual suggestions which is exactly what she did in the Fosse challenge and i feel like i've seen that she does not know how to work with other people and gets in this space where it's like you're not even like pausing to have a dialogue or learn what the fuck this is you're just combative from jump which to me is a huge red flag that said you pointed out to me that she's always the one who's saying the wise thing about like self-actualization when people are breaking yep. down and i literally have watched this whole season of untucked because of you since last week <laughs> and you are right jada isn't there building up her sisters affirming people i know that there was something tyra adjacent that i saw she's a gorgeous black queen who knows her runways front back and center but combative and group work but those are the only two parallels like otherwise you're completely right. It was an overstatement. <laughs> it, like it was. You're you're right. I'm wrong. Well, I just have one thing to say, which is I'm not gonna be the damn orange. <laughs> <laughs> I live <laughs> for her argument for that. Like, no, no, bitch. I'm not gonna be the damn orange. I don't have to fall on my sword for you. No, like that, that was truly insane. That rock was like. I really loved. Yeah, like, you, I really feel like, too bad, girl. Yeah. Get over it. Like, I <laughs> I really liked that when she did that. that it was, was pretty great. Very, like, that and was I also, bad, girl. <laughs> I also feel like Jada was going to do that better. Totally. And I feel totally. like the orange is in, like, every scene. So she could, Rock could have been, like, manically, energetically selling and then met the red apple. If the, if the red apple came in at a 10, Rock could come in at, like, a quirky eight and be funny. Like, that orange, you had a lot of potential to make good with it. And I think, again, defending Jada and and taking down my previous claim, <laughs> she made what was actually the optimal choice. Totally. So Absolutely. thank you for showing me the error in my ways. But I, I can totally understand being triggered by her in the first challenge where she's, like, you know, talking about what, like, walking and blocking or whatever, and she's just, like, really in her feelings and will not hear of, like, any critique at all. Anything. And, Anything. And, like, but honestly, I really relate to that. Like, that's exactly how I would be if I, like, were feeling overwhelmed. I'm not saying it's the right way to be. I just know that it's a human emotion because I have exhibited it and I am a human. Uh, <laughs> so as a person who has seen you in that state before, I know and I agree. That said, you would be smart enough to be like, this is a Fosse challenge. So what we are trying to do is Fosse. So monologuing about how we're not trying to do something somebody else has done is just factually inaccurate. Yes. And I know you well enough to know that you would receive that information even in that state. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> All right. So I'm thinking we should get hop into this episode unless there's anything else anybody wants to talk about first. 
No. I'm I'm good getting into all right. Let's no, do it. Is everybody We have a lot to discuss. We should get started. <laughs> I agree. Um so it's everybody's favorite episode, season twelve, episode six, the snatch game. So we're gonna start with everybody's favorite special guest appearance, Miss Vanjie. Uh Ursula, what did you think? I was not ready for how healing I would find Vanjie's presence. I, like, laugh-cried at one point. And sure. Did you really? My emotional skin's a little thin right now. Like, the, the, the tendons and ligaments that hold together my psyche are a little stretched out at the moment, as I believe all of ours are. So when she started flirting with Jackie and said... I'm not a sugar mama, but I can get you a Lunchable. I died. It was pretty great. <laughs> Just, it was it was perfect. It was so great. To, it was also great to see Vanjie happy again. Because she got so sad by the end of All-Stars 4. 4? No. Four. Season 11. Season 11. Season 11. <laughs> <laughs> it can all run together, honey. You're fine. You're fine. Just a smear it's my not like It's not like messing up a Kim Petra song. <laughs> but yeah, it was just... It was so great to see... It was like... What, did she have a ton of actual advice? Not really, but was the joke of what not to do funny? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> it was, yes. agreed. Also, Vanjie is always hilarious off the cuff. It was only the pressure of season 11 that made her not funny. Yeah. Like, I've seen her live twice, and she's just hilarious all the time, except in season 11. Yeah, but being a character yeah, was just never her true. thing. Like, there are people who just yeah. don't yeah. have that. For sure. Buffy, what did you think of Rue's walk around the workroom? Uh, I thought it was good. I think it's very, I thought it was very endearing and cute when Crystal had a little bit of a meltdown. Now, granted, I have such a crush on Crystal, so I have no objectivity whatsoever. So, so does Rue. But I was about to say, Rue clearly does too, because if like, if if someone other than Crystal had been pulling the shit that Crystal had been pulling, Rue would have done like, tough love, like, get your shit together, people always say this, like... But instead... Yeah, kind of mockingly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, exactly. But instead, we get like, oh my god, do you need a hug right now? Like, what else can I give you? What can I do for you? It was really cute. It was very, like, you want to have sex with him, but (laughs) it was still very cute. In a sweet way. Yeah. Not in a creepy, electrous way. Agreed. In a sweet way. Agreed. But I do think that that was kind of, like, almost like a theme for Rue that I really saw, like, playing out more so than usual with this episode. In so far as like he did this and then at the end like uh to Britta was like, What did I need to have said to you? Like how could I have supported you? Totally. It's like, oh, feel fast, feel fast, support fast and I'm just like, What's it about this season that there's so much like support and no cattiness? Yeah, like there there's some well, review found- that the producers read that they are responding to with this yeah. kind Clearly. of Yeah. Clearly. I don't know what it in was. In so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's it's very deliberate. We've all been aggressively posting our opinions on the internet for years. <laughs> so it looks like they finally looked at them. Well, I think the substantive advice was good about not making your job harder than it needs to be, not giving yourself a voice you can't keep. But I thought maybe it was just the edit, but like literally suggesting to like six out of the eight queens they talked to, do an entirely different person. What Got a little yeah. weird by the fourth or fifth time she suggested it. I agree. I feel like Gigi was super resolved in that, like, you can make the driest dry humor funny doing a robot and having robot quirks. And I completely saw what the point she was making. I feel like Rue often gives bad advice. That said, I do think, like, when Heidi said Leslie Jones, I was like, girl, your vocal intonation is giving me gone with the wind. Leslie Jones is the opposite. 
there and you're just funny off the cuff there are so many characters you can be that would be funny just being heidi being funny leslie jones why, why girl why are you trying to do that leap and she didn't do it she didn't like, do it but it was charming enough to be safe so it was fine. It, she was fine it, yeah it was it was amazing watching the what is this now instead of like a season even it's now two episodes before something now becomes a reference <laughs> i <Yeah>. know right <laughs> yeah like you're banking on them keeping that in the i mean they obviously were going to keep it in the edit but you were banking on the widow shoe moment becoming a thing in his episode that joke is from nowhere <laughs> i agree i agree um I, I still thought it was from nowhere but okay <laughs> you didn't watch untucked fair enough yeah oh there we go she signed yeah, yeah. Shoe. yeah okay so let's get into the snatch game Ursula, what did you think of some of the character choices okay okay here i am i am uh halfway through my first bottle of wine of the evening so I'm a little lubricated, but I think I can hold it together. Uh, between Bernadette Peters, Tina Turner, Jennifer Holliday, and Catherine Hepburn, this panel selected four women that I pray to on a regular basis. <laughs> like little votive candles, the works. And I was nervous, and by and large, none of them worked. I mean, Catherine Hepburn was... Sherry was funny as Catherine Hepburn. The head shaking is the low-hanging fruit, and she leaned on it way too hard. And the second, the first time she wrote a squiggle and then just said, oh, it's the matching answer, cracked me up. I agree. Funny as hell. The second time she did it, it was stupid. Bernadette Peters. Okay. Okay. Where to begin? Her- I'm so excited. I wrote half a page on this. <laughs> really? Okay. Just to, just to give this context, when she said she was going to do Bernadette Peters, I paused the episode and went and listened to some Bernadette Peters songs before continuing. That is... Ooh, okay. That's really funny. You're setting yourself up for disappointment <laughs> there, honey, but keep I know, going. Just, the voice was wrong, the hair was wrong, it was so and wrong. the attitude was wrong. Like, Bernadette Peters isn't just, like, she's like a cute Cupid doll, and there wasn't the squeak there. It There's like a little, like, there's a little bit of Mae West in classic Bernadette Peters, in yes. the way she, like, talks, and that, that wasn't there. And it's like, perfect, everything that's wrong with Jan's performance on the show to date was embodied in that in that performance because nothing was right uh, my note was she looks like someone let the air out of jinx monsoon hmm. yeah no um i agree do you want to keep going because i have a my little, own comments. a little a little, so a, a little bit ahead. a little bit the into the woods joke i love into the woods i have i have the pbs production from the 80s on blu-ray I, it's a great show. I got the joke about the greens, greens, nothing but greens, but it wasn't a funny joke. You were just shoving a reference to the source material. There was no other joke. Like even her sent like the line from Send of the Clowns is send in the clowns. Don't bother. They're here. It's a self-reference that she's the clown for making poor relationship choices, but she didn't even pace it right to land. It was just, there was nothing there other than this weird, hyper aggressive A plus student trying to give you a perfect dissertation on Bernadette Peters. It was like, it was a impression, not a snatch game performance. And it wasn't even that good an impression. Do you think she belonged in the bottom too? Cause you're like really in your feelings about this. I, I did not like her performance and I thought she actually should have, she might not, I won't say bottom two. I will say in the bottom after her runway, but I'll save that for the runway. 
Um, but yeah, it, it was lifeless. Like Bernadette Peters is actually of the Broadway queens, a great one to do because she is so cute and sure. And you can do like the sense of humor of like, I'm just this cute little ingenue who doesn't know anything from anything. Yes, I did just make a dick joke and no one realized it at first because I'm so adorable that there's a lane for Bernadette Peters to kill the snatch game. And there was, there was no joy. Talking about Bernadette Peters, thinking about Bernadette Peters makes me happy because the woman is a gift. And there was none of that just... The energy that makes her so appealing wasn't there at all. I I agree completely. And I have like four minor edits to Jan's stylizing that would have embodied the physicality of Bernadette that would have been very easy to make because she has a very specific presence. And you can't shade in those breasts. She's three-dimensional. We need a nice porcelain supple breastplate. <laughs> and I know there are several of them in that workroom, honey. Yes, yes. Um, and that the wig bothered me. I oh I God, was looking at it and I was Holy like, shit. such a bad choice. That's like a Amazon $35 lace front Auburn straight out of the bag curly wig. Like you get the natural redhead one and you put fucking curlers in it, honey such a oh my god um it bothered me so much well also like um, I, wasn't it peeling off it looked like she was in an accident like i feel like on the right side half of it was it was the wrong wig head. but i also believe you that it was coming off i feel like she did not embody it she is the proportions of her face it would have been very easy for her to look like bernadette peters with like four little edits and she did not do them she looked like a redhead with lipstick, a color kind of like what Bernadette Peter might wear sometimes. Yeah, I don't know enough Anyways, about Bernadette sorry. Peters to get into it nearly as much as you two did. Um, well, we've obviously covered it. <laughs> like, the two of us were like, we have comments, Jan. Um, yeah. Uh, well, to use the parlance of the profession, I have notes. Yeah. But I definitely, yeah. I, rec- uh, I clocked right away that her voice was wrong. Uh, it, but it was... It was competent enough to be low safe just because there were people who were worse than her. Yeah, yeah. I think she should have been low safe overall, but yeah. Okay. That girl, what did you think of the Snatch Game characters? Anything stand out to you? With Jada and I think also with um, Heidi, did they only do their introduction? Did it not show any of the actual... Because I don't remember a they, single they thing. They responded that to did. like one or two things after. I don't even think they responded to a single one. No, Heidi What's got anything he- that Jada said. Yeah, Heidi got like one response because it's when she shoved in the shoe joke. Jada got like one response and said ass, and that was it. Yes, there she yeah. she yeah. fixed oh. her teeth. That was the first thing she did when she got all that money. The bottom row. Um, it, she she was and she did a thing about her ass. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, I. What is Michelle's visage serving when her kids bring kids over to the house? Ass. Oh. I got this ass. That was that was a Jada thing. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, there were so many of the queens that were, like, barely featured at all. I was going to say, there were too many this time. Uh, the AV Club review pointed out that apparently there were ten queens for season six's Snatch Game, and I totally forgot that. But ten is too fucking many. Like, I agree. Like, they were all great, there just isn't enough time in the goddamn day. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, the so editing definitely showed that. Who stood out to you? Who did you like? Who did you hate? I thought that Gigi did amazing as the robot woman. I thought that that was great. It was pretty clear really, that she was the winner yeah. the whole time. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I could have seen Jackie Cox winning too because she also did really well in a very over-the-top way. So, but it was two different styles, both performing at a very high level, which I, I liked. I love that Jackie Cox did Lisa Renna as Lisa Renna from the makeup to the goofiness. Like, it wasn't even a caricature. It was, like, that's what she's like. If anything, I think Lisa Renna is more manic and insane in real life. That's my critique for Jackie, and that's why I think that Gigi was the clear frontrunner, because... Jackie chose Lisa Rinna, who is funny. She just is funny. Like, she like she is in control of her humor. So it's not like Jackie had to, like, add anything to that. A lot of, like, her jokes that she created were just jokes that Lisa Rinna has said herself. Like, she's aware of all of these things about all these, you know, that she talks about Harry Hamlin too much. She's aware that she's, like, a hustler who, like, you know, hawks adult diapers at us, like, 24-7. Like, she didn't add any humor to someone who is already funny that's like that's I my think she own she still did it very i think she still it's did very, it very well, well. yeah it, it was a really right. good impersonation of someone who was already yeah. entertaining so like yeah creating my, my creating for... humor in someone who isn't necessarily humorous is a harder skill and that's yeah, why my... gg wins yeah, my note, my, the literal note I wrote was Gigi ha- gave herself a higher degree of difficulty. Yeah. So executing it means more. Yeah. And I yeah, had more no. faith than the Rue physical from the comedy of it all was great. Oh, and a great touch. It was a great touch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that girl was dying cackle laughing so loud anytime the camera went to Gigi that I had like. I had to rewatch it by myself because <laughs> the loud, hearty, shaking the whole apartment building belly laughs were like, they were a moment. I won't honey. believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hard to imagine. That girl loud, never. Uh, no, just, and her timing was perfection. She gave it just the right length of delay to be like, I'm a computer processing it, but not so long that it became noticeable. It was perfect. It was really Perfect. well done. Yeah. It was really well yeah. done. And and I, I was surprised by how little Faith Rue had at the start. It, it was like, come on. You know this girl has a sense of humor and can bring it. So, it, like, I get being weary, like a little uh, cautious. But seriously, you got to believe she could probably at least give it a good shot. You were like, this is impossible. It's not impossible. It's just very hard. But I agree. She's been doing it all show. So, Buffy, who else stood out to you? Catherine Hepburn did have some good good moments, uh, like um, Ursula said. I love how committed they are to showing as little as possible. Yeah, we're we're gonna like, get to that on the runway. We're gonna get into that later. Yeah, we're gonna get into that later. Um, but yeah, I thought that the shaky handwriting um uh gag was really funny the first time. I thought it landed the second time also a little bit more than you did, Ursula, but obviously not as much. Yeah, I I think the top three were the top three. And, like, I want to s- clarify, I did think that Jackie's performance was good. I, I, I just... I, I just wanted a little bit more of, like, a caricature. I wanted a little bit more... More of a take on Lisa Rinna versus just, this is what Lisa Rinna... It, this is who she is. No, I get that. And these are literally everything that's, that she shows us that she does all the time. I hear what you're saying. Personally, I think Jackie picked somebody where she could make herself look a lot like her, did her facial expressions, and it's somebody who's naturally funny in a way that's like, you don't seem like a person, you seem like a caricature of a person in real life. Yeah. And she did it expertly that I'm 
Like, I think Gigi was funnier, which is why she wins for me. But I am still like, you did a great job. Whether or not, whether it's a funny person or a person who isn't funny that you make funny, as long as in the end you are funny doing it, you're good, is my... Of course, she was definitely... She definitely deserved to be top three. Yeah, Yeah. and she did a great job playing with the whole panel. Like, that that's something that gets lost a lot in Snatch Game versus its real counterpart match game, the interplay. And Jackie was great at that, yeah, like playing yeah. with the other queens. Um, yes. I want to take a brief second just to clock Widow and Britta for very subpar performances. Again, for two women I adore. Yeah. You well, did not impersonate Jennifer Holiday. You watched the one video we all have of Jennifer Holiday singing I'm Telling You I'm Not Going from the Tonys in the 80s and tried to spin out a whole character and you're not smart or talented enough to do that. <laughs> um, and then what was happening with Widow's Tina Turner wig? I watched that and I'm like, Shangela had a better Tina. Absolutely, she did. No, no, it was a terrible Tina Turner wig because it was like Tina in the top, but it's like more of a mullet when she had that haircut. And there was nothing going on in the back. The fact that Jackie was like, I don't know, in the workroom, not unvalid. Like, yeah, and like, if you want to do the Ike Tina, let me say, before Widow talked about her experience with violent relationships, I was a little more sucking air through my teeth at the idea of doing Ike Turner. I had the exact same reaction. Yeah, we should not pay attention to Ike Turner for related but distinct reasons is why we're not paying attention to Sherry Pie. Um, but I gave it a little more of a pass when at least... You know, she's not she has experience with coming. this. Yeah. And that being said, if you want to do the Ike and Tina joke, then you have to do Tina from when she was with Ike. Like that's and uh, Leslie, I, I want to credit. I, I want to give credit to this observation for where it's where it's came from. I was watching Leslie Jones Instagram feed of the episode and she pointed out that especially during the eat the cake bit, you're supposed to say anime because the line is eat the cake. Anime. anime. And that's one of those, that's one, first of all, that's one of those deeper cut pieces of the reference that's going to make Rue pee in her adult diaper. Totally. Like just, I was just like, why are you not saying anime? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think that's a deep cut. Fair I, enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh no. It's a cut. No, no, it's no. A no. Cut. Yeah, no. I, um, yeah. I've, I felt like Jada doesn't do this and really studied some of Cardi B's physical tics and overdid them and was funny twice. And that was, like, enough to get her by. Yeah. Um, the train wreck that was the three front and center oh, that formed God. the bottom three. I mean, Oh, my so... God. I completely forgot about Aiden. I, I deleted it from... Like Aiden's performance predicated entirely on me having no memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, Yeah. No, that was just insane to me. Like, that was a terrible choice, and her defense of it later was just, like, there were so many things you could have done. Rue gave you so many opportunities. You could have literally printed the first page of like Wikipedia of both Rocky Horror and this woman's biography. And you didn't do that. Like the whole, like, I don't remember everything, anything. Like that's the only note I have was, I mean, I like Aiden. It's weird how she's been like the attacked underdog. But for me, that performance was like, oh, this is like, inexcusable yeah i thought it was very like detox from season five and that it's like 
I'm doing Kesha because I know Kesha. Yeah. I'm doing this lady because I went out to lunch yeah. with her once. Yes. And it's just like, how does that have anything to do with anything in this moment? Such what was call. so weird for me is um, Patricia Quinn was also in I, Claudius. And John Hodgman is doing a podcast where he's watching I, Claudius with a friend and talking about it. And they got her for an interview, which I listened to literally two days before watching this episode. So I had the actual woman's voice oh in my, my head. I know, small fucking world, right? <laughs> and it, it was so... First of all, I, Claudius, is great. Patricia Quinn in that is playing a woman who is plotting to murder her husband with young, sexy Patrick Stewart. And they have a surprisingly graphic for broadcast television sex scene where they plot murder. It is very hot in an upsetting way. Hmm. Very worth your time if you're looking to add things to your quarantine watch list. I, Claudius, look it up. Um, but she We'll is, put a link in the notes. <laughs> but she is kind of like... And the, in the interview, she is kind of like this daft British lady who's like... Oh, I'm still on drugs. And people come up to me on the street and be like, you murdered your husband. Like, that was a character. But I'm on drugs and I don't care that you're mad at me. Like, she was a lot of fun. And an actual impression of her could have been if a weird needle scratch for an American audience. Still super fun. Yeah. Ugh, so yeah, yeah. Weird. No, for sure. Ugh. All right. So do we want to get to Crystal Method's performance? I I think mentioning the performance is all we need to do. We're done. Now. So I'm going to say this. I feel like there were gimmicks to the physicality of playing Poppy that might have landed more comedically if Gigi was not doing Maria. Yeah. But given that Gigi was not doing Maria and, or was doing Maria and doing it so well and that Crystal wasn't impro like improvising in any way that, other than an impression, she was not doing jokes, even though Rue was like throwing her softballs, like underhand pitches. It was, it was so bad. I think, I do think in Gigi's shadow, it was really bad, but still, Crystal Method, I think, is so talented, but cannot improvise yeah, yeah. at all. Crystal did not solve a problem like Maria. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, and that's the kind of thing they're looking for in Snatch Game right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really hard to watch because, again, I just want to, like, hug and suck and fuck Crystal so hard. But, uh, oh my god, that got real graphic. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even... We appreciate it. We appreciated it. So it was really hard to watch her just kind of just be terrible at it. it implode, uh, yeah. It really implode. Um, it seems like there were... I, I'm aware of Poppy because of like, there's like one song I know, but I don't know enough about her to know any of the jokes that she was trying to land. Um, other than like, I, I feel like the they thing kind of worked for a second, but then it became kind of like Aiden's crutch where he's like, I don't know anything. Uh, therefore I'm not going to answer this question. And Crystal went the, they won't allow me to answer this question because I am like, I, I'm not in control of my own, body or my my own mind right um, and, and you can no. and if you want to do that character like 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 you said you have to do it very dry where the joke is i'm saying it very atonal but the joke is buried in there and when you land when you find it it's fucking hilarious yeah. yeah yeah no i i knew enough to know that what he was doing was a good humorless impression yeah and i was like i i genuinely felt like during the world's worst when uh, Jackie Cox gave Heidi and Gigi like an improv 101 lesson. Granted, those are great students to have. They did so well in that challenge that internally I was like, I want Crystal Method to take Jackie's like 
seat of your pants half a day improv class because I feel like <laughs> she could do this if she like understood the basic concept of yes and a little better. And I feel like she's such a good actress when they when she has a script. So, um, yeah. Um, I think for so a lot of queens, anything else, I think for a lot of queens, snatch game is just a challenge to get through. You know, yeah. Like there are people who will just never have that skill you know and you just have to get through it so you can move on to something that you're gonna slay later yeah i think you're right but i also feel like there are queens who tell themselves that who literally if they picked a character close to themselves and were just the funny bitch they normally are they'd be fine yeah like absolutely you're right uh like having seen brooklyn heights in person, no matter who really she picks, <laughs> I disagree. If she picked any bitchy, if she picked any white woman who has an imperious energy and was just herself reading the way that she reads people on like a Q and A on the panel at Roscoe's, she would have at least been safe. Yeah, like Celine Dion was inexcusable. Yeah, like she, there's so many people she could have done because she in person is incredibly quick, smart, articulate, funny, and cunty. Which is what we're looking for. And Rue, like, flat out said that, being like, we're not looking for Meryl Streep of drag right now. Like, just right. do something that is close enough to you and get on by. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so anything else on the Snatch Game before we move back to the workroom? Yeah, the Mean Girls guys host tickled me. They were great. They were better that than... That was a great choice. They were better choice. than half that panel. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Gigi on being gender fluid. Um, I... I have to say, I generally, the generally, I don't really give a fuck, and I don't think it matters to put a label on it. And her larger statement about generally not giving a fuck about what other people have thought about her in life has served her well. I liked all of that. I also related to all of that. Um, and her, her talking about her uncle, I have to say, I know that gay. Like, he is a staple of Boys Town. He either works at or owns or both, like, a bar in Boys Town. I've seen that man, like, a thousand times in my life. I feel like he is somebody that tons of gays in Chicago are like, I know him. He's the owner of whatever. I'm not going to speculate right now. But I know that gay. Oh, you, like, actually know him. I thought you were just saying, like, I know that archetype of older gay gentlemen. No, 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 no. I know, like, they showed pictures of him. No, no, I know. I know that gay. Yeah. I, did he look familiar to either of you? Because I'm like, I've been at galas. I've been at bars with this guy. I don't know if I've ever spoken to him, but I've seen him like a thousand times. I don't know. I, I believe don't think it. so. Yeah, I didn't. I, I recognize uh, his type. I will say that whole story of Gigi about her uncle, I just sat, sat there thinking, huh, what must it be like to grow up gay without all the trauma? Huh. <laughs> 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 that's what Jan always makes me think, honestly. Yeah. Totally. Like, are you even gay? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I mean, right. <laughs> but I did, I loved, I loved, I loved her painting the picture of, like, the crushed red, or, uh, orange carpet, and, like, the hanging egg yeah. chairs. That, like, it really warmed my heart. It was a really... Yeah, and, it, and like, that gay as an archetype, we all know. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, you, yeah. you, yeah, we all know that gay. That's funny. Yeah. I like how I'm like, I know that gay. You're like, right. It's a it's a lovable stereotype that we're all fans of. Um, that's very funny. Um, I, I liked that whole little interlude. Um, that was, it was cute. Um, all right. I don't know. I Any, will say, going back have... to Widow, I, like, it was, it was, it was a beautiful, like, 
beautifully articulated story and just like how much that she has overcome to get to loving herself and you know she's like i, I loved i loved when she was like and now i've got a husband and a cat and i was like that is making it if you <laughs> like if you've got a cat that you know I, I just it really tickled me and it was it was a really heartfelt moment so i don't know i guess i didn't have much more to say but it just it it, it stuck out to me that i i really loved that mirror moment yeah, no, it was it was great, and I think it was affirming. I also feel like the I think a lot of people, including straight people in big cities, I feel like tend to act like we have marriage equality. Like the gay rights movement has really changed things. The gays are fine, and I feel like the reality is still today. Like lots of gay people are pushed out of homes by their families, and like there are lots of poor homeless gay youth, yes. and that is a real problem still in twenty twenty. Um, and I. I, it was the kind of thing where I was happy to hear her talk about it. And also I feel like it is important to know that that is still happening a lot today. Um, so anyways. Good to have a voice in that. Yeah. Yeah. On that story. It was good to have that represented because I, I, I mean, I know straight people who really are like, does anybody stay in the closet anymore? And it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> me? What, what I liked yeah. about Widow talking about it was it connected the dots between being kicked out of your house as a teenager because you're gay and surfing from friend to friend, boyfriend to boyfriend. Like the vulnerability of not having stable housing is what puts you in a place to make it real. Like abusers can smell vulnerability like sharks yeah. smell chum in the water. They yeah. look for yes. the person who's going to need them. Uh, and yes. th- I like that narrative very neatly tied together the dots between a shitty home life as a teenager and the types of relationships you get into as an adult. I completely agree. You you stated that perfectly, Ursula. Oh, um, and with that, let's hear a word from our sponsors and come back and talk about the runway. Are you experiencing upset stomach after a few weeks of dry food stuffs, bottom shelf alcohol, and existential dread? Worried you're not sufficiently stocked with toilet paper for all the processed foods you've been eating? Hoping to make a nooner with your man, or just the Instacart delivery man, part of your shelter-in-place routine, if only to feel the reassuring touch of another human being once more? Fiber for Bottoms is here to help. Just a few pills twice a day will cling to your intestines like you're clinging to the faint hope that this will all be over soon, and clear your insides out, leaving you fresh as a daisy with only one wipe. You'll be able to stretch that toilet paper until whenever this nightmare ends. It's fiber for bottoms, and it's here to clean out your colon as often as you're cleaning your hands. Why? Because, hey, wouldn't it be nice to feel things again? And we're back. And now it's time for the runway. Rue's look, uh, I described, I took notes. I took copious notes because this episode is so important. It's really one of the high holy days of the of the gay season. Um, Rue's look was a was like perfectly fine. It was like the 10 of fine, if that makes sense. Where it's yeah. like, 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 it's a sheath dress, it's pretty, it has texture and volume. And it was like, yeah, this wasn't like a look that got me out of my seat, but it was perfectly executed. And I will say- It's my favorite wig sheet. I was gonna say the wig, ever. the wig is fantastic. I, and the eye, the, the eye makeup when in the close-ups of the judging panel was stunning. So, it, it the, the hair and makeup are great. The dress was very, very good for me. I would agree with that. I have nothing more to add to that. Yeah. Um, the boys are back to judge, and they were both really good, I thought. They, they were very silly and engaged and 
had good yeah, comments. Yeah, no, they, but yeah. they were participatory judges. Yeah. They weren't like, you know, some judges end up not saying very much. They had a lot to contribute. I yeah. appreciated that. Yeah. The runway was Broadway's uh, uh, Frozen Eleganza inspired by Broadway's Frozen. Broadway's Frozen. Have you seen Broadway's Frozen? No one's seeing Broadway's Frozen right now. That was promotion money that just down the tube, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> Oh, I did not even... Yeah, that's unfortunate. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> really? No. It was... <laughs> I've been home all month, and one of my favorite activities as a kid when I had a sick day was watching The Price is Right, so I've been watching a lot of Price is Right. And I watched this woman win a trip to the Final Four in Atlanta, and obviously this episode must have been taped like, you know, five, six months ago. But, ooh, that hurt. That hurt to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this, this whole episode... <laughs> That's great. Uh, while we were watching this, that girl was like, this episode brought to you by Disney. In the middle of it. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, they've never said anything like that. And then, like, I was like, no, no, no. They totally bought this episode. And then the, like, lip sync starts and it's let it go. I even called it beforehand. I was oh, like, God. It's oh, going to be let it go. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, the so. only coin toss in my head was, were they going to do the Adina version or the Broadway version? And yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was that Broadway, was right? I was curious. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, yes. The, the way you can tell, even if you can't recognize the voices, is Adina just does the cold never bothered me anyway in like a spoken kind of quality, and the Broadway bitch belts it. Mm. So that's yeah. how you know. Yeah. Okay, so the looks. Like the actual contest. Yeah, the actual looks. <laughs> uh, you want us to talk about Drag Race on our Drag Race podcast, <laughs> Taskmaster? Ugh. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I liked. Jackie's look to start. I thought it was exceptionally well executed. I like that she did her, her, her blonde. I like the blonde wig. No, that wig was awful. Agreed. Like I didn't mind that she was blonde. I minded that that wig was awful. And like literally, I was just like, oh yeah, no. The rest of the look was giving me fantasy, and it was like, hey, this immaculately dressed person whose hair looks fucking crazy. Like, that wig was awful. It was stylized horribly. I agree. But I didn't mind her being in blonde, but literally, like, everything about that look was, like, very good. But the wig was so bad that I was like, nope. <laughs> so I have an opinion that I've only heard expressed by Monet Exchange otherwise, which I feel conflicted about. The top and the bottom are both good. They do not go together to me. The, like, flatness, flat shininess of the surface of the material at the top versus the, like, glittery look of the bottom and the, like, blue versus silver. I like the look at the top. I like the look at the bottom. They don't go together to me, especially from behind. The only reason that Monet Exchange is saying that is because she had the same designer do her gold outfit she wore in All-Stars, and it was the one time she looked good in it, so she has to come for Jackie for this. That's amazing. And I am not here for it, because this one is a way better look, and she wanted to be like, no, no, don't forget me! Remember the gold look! Okay. The same design! And, and it is the same designer. I believe you. <laughs> I also I also almost always have a problem with, like, stiff, exaggerated bust that, you know, like, moves the opposite direction as you strut. 
like back and right. forth. It's, it's like 10 degrees off of the chest. It's all I exactly. It's a little weird. I yeah. never, ever like it ever. And like, and like, with, I don't know, maybe like with a necklace, it's like, she's so bare up top. I, I don't know. It, it was fine. It was, it was perfectly safe. It's a silhouette yeah. that like, I, I, I usually do not like, and I didn't like it here either. But the, the thing is, is that this one designer has done all these Drag Race Girls looks, and it's like every season you're just like, oh, and then we're going to see this, like, paneled shimmery thing that, like, kind of gives you, like, armor gladiator vibes, but at the same time is, like, clearly a feminine look. And, like, Cracker had one, Monet Exchange had one, there's one right now. I know at least two other bitches that I forgot had one, too, <laughs> so I'm just like girl, just stop going to this designer. And if you're this designer, start sending those girls with different fucking looks. He's like the, for, he's like the spirit fingers. Uh, he's the spirit fingers from yes, Bring It On the, of designers. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> it gives me like spirit fingers, Bring It On drag moments where I'm just like, stop sending these bitches in the same fucking look made out of different co goddamn colors and with fucking different lengths to the goddamn patterns that you're using. No, 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 no. Get a new idea, goddammit. <laughs> My favorite thing about that girl is that there are five Scorpios and one Cancer involved in this podcast. And that girl's the Cancer, and she's the biggest bitch of all of us. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I am, I'm so tired of this look. Like, I, I, my favorite part of Drag Race is the looks. Like, the Bell Challenge is my favorite challenge ever. Me Same. I love the runways. And this look, I've seen so many times. I'm just like, the second they turn the corner with this look on, I'm always just like, yawn. <laughs> but... <laughs> She did do it better than some of the other pitches that wore the same fucking look in years past. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, I forgot Heidi actually went first. I she liked did. I liked Heidi's looks. Her little Doctor Shivago look was cute, and her face was gorgeous. Yeah, she it was much improved. She looked fabulous. I agree. It was it was much better. Um, like it was gonna it was always gonna be safe. Like yeah, it was a safe performance. It was a safe look. But hey, you know what? Bitch was safe. She looked good. Yeah. It's one of those things with Heidi that I, I've just come to terms with, like, the first run-through of Monet Exchange, where it's just like, you're never gonna wow me on the runway. That's just never gonna happen. But, like, you know, keep going. You're, yeah, I mean, she's she's all personality. She'll, she'll wow you and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, no, and she's Her got charm it. and quippiness. She's got it. It's just, I know I'm never going to be excited about watching her on the runway, and I've just come to terms with that. I haven't been yet, but I, I have hope. Girl, get into it. <laughs> there ain't no hope here. There ain't no hope here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Buffy, I love that we're all recording from our quarantine spaces, and you have hope. That gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. If you can muster it, so can I. Um, and hey, I have 11 bottles more red wine, so I'm, I'll be okay. <laughs> what did you think of Jada's look? I thought, like her Cardi B, perfectly serviceable. Oh, I loved it. I thought she looked fucking stunning. Um, and I, maybe I'm grading she on always a harsher, does. Yeah, I'm grading on a harsher does. curve because she's always, always looks fucking stunning. stunning. Yeah, but this yeah. was actually yeah. one. Of, yeah. This was one of my favorites for Jada. Also, um, okay, I okay, I absolutely loved it. Um, I I could if I had to critique one thing, I don't. It could have been a, maybe like a more full gown. Like I don't need just like one piece of fabric covering her crotch. Um, 
like maybe more flowy or something but it's no her face was gorgeous her hair that headpiece i loved it all i think going with the silhouette is trying because i think the other girls were gonna do like what heidi did and i think she was trying to have a silhouette that would be look really great on her and would not be something likely for anybody else to do i think it was actually a very good choice for her who was now oh two looks i did not like at all and thought i would put both of them in the bottom jan and widows poor jan i like so i really like jan i like as a person i just i think that she's super talented i think that she's super charming i think that there's a lot of makings of like a star there and just none of them are quite connecting yet i think part of it is that she's such a fan of drag race and grew up with drag race to influence her and she is making all of her decisions from the lens of what is going to be unexpected for me which will awe the judges and it just it's a little too transparent it's a little too it's trying a little too hard uh i also think it's working against i know a thousand percent this is this is going to be this is going to be a downfall for her because they are going to notice this eventually and be like but where's jan who's jan i don't know who you are that obnoxious like critique that they always give people at some point but and they kind of gave her a similar critique day one. Like, you're trying too hard, and you thought, like, five steps ahead to the point that you're not even present now. I agree with you. I I think you're right about that. And I think she is in a place where she's trying so hard as a student of the show to do the unexpected. That, that she's, like, shooting herself in the foot. That, like, nothing is landing at great ever. Yeah. And I see how much she cares and how much potential she has but it's never quite working for me. And for me, this was like, I'm trying to give you unexpected. And here's the thing. Silicone icicles look great in a picture. When they're wobbling while you walk down a runway, no illusion, honey. Yeah. Right. I agree with all of the kind of macro things you've discussed, but the look in front of me, was it was more cosplay than drag to start, and it wasn't that good cosplay. Yeah. It, oh, I thought it was good cosplay. It's good cosplay. It's bad drag. Okay. That's how I feel. Yeah, but okay. I think the thing about Jan though is it's kind of similar to what you were saying in that like she's been she like she's had the comment so many times already that's like I can give you conceptual too like I can do this too and it's just like girl we don't know enough about who you are to be giving us who you aren't yeah. and expect us to still figure out who you are yet like and she's been trying to do like push herself so far outside of the box that you're just like yeah but who the fuck are you girl yeah it's and i just gotta be her downfall i think that's why she's hasn't been like landing for me yet. i i am rooting for her though like yeah I, I i really like her i find her very charming i think that she's super talented she's just she's just a fan of the show and missing the mark it's 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 just informing all of her decisions I like almost all of these girls and want all of them to do well. Yeah, like that's I love fair. this season. Yeah. I'm effusively like like all the everybody going home has been like a, a stake in my heart. Totally. And I'm I there's like one that I really want to go home that I really know won't, but other than that, <laughs> Speaking um, of speaking of, did you see Nikki Dolls, um Marie Antoinette uh look no. uh, uh, oh on insta yeah, on instagram it's fucking stunning and it really it really i already was missing her and it just made me miss her even more 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. All yeah. right. You know what? Look, I won't miss Widows. That was so bad. Terrible. It wasn't really yeah. responsive to the challenge because all she did was badly glue paper mache to her face. Yeah. Like it was just the idea amateurish. of doing Rose from Titanic was funny. The whistle did Agreed. make me chuckle. It's funny, but it's a different challenge. It's the worst. It's the worst runway for me, indisputably. Yeah, I thought it yeah. should. I would agree with that. That and her Tina should have put her in the bottom. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. Good case. Yeah, I mean, a solid case. Yeah, I was. I was shocked when Widow was safe. Oh, I wasn't shocked. I knew. I clocked the top three and the bottom three. Within the I first seconds Same. of all of them talking. Same. Uh, that said, yeah, I do think Widow did a bad lie. job. Yeah. Uh, you know who did a great job? Gigi. Gigi good. Yeah. yeah. It was so. What did you think of this runway? I loved it because, like always, the detailing is there. Like the pink little nose, the ice cream cone. And uh, there was something about, like, she picked a hyper girly feminized version of a traditionally masculine look. So it wasn't just, I'm a cute girl in a cute dress. Like she modified a men's uniform. That was like the start of the look. And somehow that anchor point, I think kept it from being too empty and girly. Like, like just kind of like, Oh, she's a pretty fashion queen. Like the fine detail work with like the cap and the, the top, like all of that really worked for me. And that wig, the way it was styled was perfect. It was very period. It was was right on point. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I think it was... So I liked it and agree with everything you're saying. I think she has wowed us so much that I will say this is, for me, the most underwhelming look I've seen from Gigi Good thus far. That is a... All of her looks is a very high bar. I do think she met the challenge in her own unique way. I agree with everything you're saying. I just think she's always serving... Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, yeah I get what you're was, saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this though: the style, like I'll agree that the outfit isn't like uh, up to the par of her other outfits, but the styling on it was amazing. Yeah, and it always is. Like, like even like uh, the, like the bow tie is just the right amount bigger than a regular men's bow tie. I, I I can't explain it better than that, but it's like it's halfway to like a pussy bow in its size, yeah. but it's still no, totally. like a bow tie. It's perfect. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, she's always giving you a hundred and ten percent. So when you get 100%, it is genuinely like, this is still great. I'm just so used to you, like, literally blowing the damn roof off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that note, someone who I thought did surprisingly better on the runway than I thought was Aiden. Like, like I I live for that make, Yeti make, look. Make your case. I have, I have opposite feelings, but I'll... Well, I mean, I'm not saying it was good. It said it was better than I expected. Fair. Everything fair. she's done is a three- <laughs> This was at least a five. She didn't have a <laughs> short black wig. Yeah, she didn't have... Well, I don't even mind the short black wig. I'm okay with that. But, like, she had an outfit that consisted of more than one part, more than two parts. Most of her things have it. And she clearly had, like, custom, like, accessories yes. that, like, told a story. Yes, the like, fabric... I didn't think I'd get this much narrative from her ever. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, all oh, right, fair. look at you serving fair. narrative for the first fair. time. So, yeah. I mean, big improvement for her. Do I think it was, like, it didn't look polished, like... Okay. But it was, like, you know, no, I no, thought yeah. it was good. And I'm... it was clearly custom. The gloves and the fabric on the gloves and the fabric on the mouthpiece is the same fabric which is a different fabric to the fabric on the dress, 
and the eyepiece, which is the same fabric. I feel like people are clocking her because people are tearing her down now. She did her makeup well. Her makeup is perfect. This I is love the, her makeup in this. Yeah. This right. This is the right wig. The right time to wear this wig as much as we didn't like it in the like basketball wives thing. And I feel like it was an intentional look and a Yeti idea, but done as like sleep masks is actually kind of fun. I feel like at this point, it seems like the internet is piling on her. And to me, this was like, was this the best? No. Was it bad? Also, no. Like to me, this was safe. Yeah. Do you think it makes her safe in concert with her Snatch Game? No, her perfect. There's no runway that could have saved her from her snatch. Like she could have skinned yeah. Gigi and it still wouldn't have worked. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she still would have been lip syncing. Um, I hated Britta's look. I'm just gonna say it up top. Like I think it, I... it. I don't think it was responsive to the challenge. Shiny does not mean frozen. Like even if you want to do like prism or like you know like the kind of rainbow halo effect you get through ice and snow. I wasn't reading that. It just felt like she picked a dress covered in shiny things and, and said it worked and it didn't do it for me. And I was already so annoyed at the Jennifer holiday. Maybe, I, maybe I'm being too harsh. My emotions are all over the place. My hormones are incalculable. Um, but I just did not like that look. I think it was pretty. I liked her makeup. I thought that I agree. With, if, if the challenge had been fire and ice, this dress would have been yeah. perfect. Um, right. And I was a little bit confused by all the, the warm tones in the jewels. Like, she just needed fewer. Had it started just at the shoulders, then it's an accent. But down to the bust, it's just like, well, now it's a different challenge. We're being picky here, but... I just, like, I thought that the whole thing was very cohesive. It totally read Frozen to me. The main problem that I had with it is the same thing that I had with Jackie Cox's, and that I was like, this is circa, like, season 10 through season 12 and you've got that one designer you know in new york city to make you basically a different version of someone else's dress that we've already seen like it just read to me like i don't know like contemporary drag classic look very that in no way was like creative or saying something new it was just a beautiful dress that you knew that would like read as whatever without actually having a point of view it was just like literally the point of view is i'm on rupaul's drag race and the category is this it wasn't like your point of view it was just some designer's point of view of this challenge that you got to sell for you not your own point of view fair enough that's my that's my critique of it. And, fair, like, fair I enough. think that that's a common thing that we're seeing in these later seasons is it's like, oh, so you went to A, B, and C designer who does, like, drag looks all the time, and it's their point of view of this challenge while you didn't really actually, like, you know... Give any input or Express direction. yourself through this challenge. You just wore someone else's expression it's very season four like willem i'm in my vivian westwood like willem as much as i love willem like she's so entertaining she was insufferable she was insufferable in her season her her favorite my favorite quality of hers in season four was just how fifi o'hara could not shake her and that drove fifi insane so that made me really happy but well I would love to know what medication Willem was on at that time because I was like, 
he's either a sociopath or on like 10 times the normal dosage of Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not I both? Love her Percocet queen. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what'd you guys think of Crystal Method, though? Loved it. Eventually. Eventually? It took me a second. I was terrified there wouldn't be a reveal and I'd have to criticize it for being too bulky. Yeah. But once she took it off, I love I love the collar of the shirt and that that it was buttoned all the way up. Like I, the end it it felt like Crystal did what ja, uh, what Jan talked about doing, which was serving you like White Walker realness. That was like Arya stabs the White Walker and he reconstitutes as a drag queen, and that's the next book. Now that Martin has time to write it, um, <laughs> I loved that look to pieces. Once she took like I like the jacket, but once she took it off and it was like I don't know this kind of like severe ice crystal menswear realness. I don't know. It, it did it. And maybe this is me rounding up because I like crystal. If I, if like crystal owed me $20, maybe I'd hate this look, but overall it really kind of did it for me. Like it's, again, it's not like in my top 10, it's not the best look on the runway, but I do think it justifies making her safe over any, uh, like out of the bottom two cleanly. This, that look cleanly keeps her out of the bottom two. I was conflicted on it. What did you think? I was conflicted on it. I, um, I'm glad there was a reveal too. I was really, I was like, you better take the fucking jacket off. And then she did. And then I was a little underwhelmed with what was underneath. Um, I, part of me thinks that it might've, what I thought she was going for. Cause she, didn't she say something about like, she's in like fabulous pajamas or something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, part of me thought when I originally saw it, I thought she was going for like kind of an icy bitch, like, woman like ceo and and like just like, kind of like okay. an, like an archetype of like you know what a woman who is super powerful and in control of her career like is 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 demonized as being when they're and i really liked that concept that i thought she was going for in my head yeah, and then yeah, i was like oh I get that. you're just in fucking pjs okay right, right. Um, i like, saw older rich chic as fuck park avenue wife of like a ceo like of a fortune 500 company like chic as fuck rich bitch wearing all white despite the smog in new york meets drag queen white walker i loved it i loved this look but i honestly thought it was too chic and fashion forward that the judges wouldn't get it that i was genuinely nervous for her and then i realized Oh, I fucking love Crystal Method. I've been worried this whole time she's going to fly under the radar. I think she's bound to get a win because RuPaul has such a crush on her totally. and it is growing. And as much as that's like, maybe not for the right reasons, personally, because I love Crystal Method so much, I feel like she's going to get at least one win before she goes home And because RuPaul cannot be objective with her. And she is <laughs> just aggressively talented, you know? Like... I agree. Yeah. It's not. I agree. It, it's not even like the charm is covering for a lack of talent. Yeah, the charm is at worst covering for a lack of experience. I think she's gonna get a win that she will deserve, totally. but not necessarily based on her merits. But I still think I still think that I would like, have liked this more if it were just like an all white, just business bitch suit, like right, a really right, tailored, right, right. like I, yeah, I yeah, like, loved it yeah, exactly like, as it was. But no, I get what you're saying. Like, not gotten it. Wait, Conde, 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 Ursula is about to uh, agree with me. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, was, I, was gonna, I get what you're saying. Like, ha had she served a look that said, like, glitter for an ice challenge, groundbreaking. Like, like, like a yes, real Zelda's yeah. Prada. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and you're yeah and you're just icy i like that's when i i don't know i would have been very into it no i get what oh, you're so saying. to me this woman is also very icy so oh. that tie-in okay. is okay. like believe me i have worked in investment management for over a decade i know rich bitches honestly like, i think it's the, the same wife woman. of the ceo Sorry? I think it's the same. We're talking about the same woman, but she is going to bed, and I want her going to work. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'll say these women go to the same fundraising events, but one of them has an office, and one of them has a home, and a lot of philanthropic engagements. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about the, the elephant that wasn't in the room. They did not show Sherry's runway at all, right? That wasn't just my cable provider. <laughs> they didn't. No, that's true. And I had a problem with that because, like, that is that is a designer's work. That is not Sherry's work. And, and they then, but and they kept her on stage and they talked about it. But I was like trying to catch up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, totally. You can't have a like. I thought the fact that she wasn't on stage meant that she was safe, so they could excuse not showing her look at all. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird beat. I I I think they're still trying to navigate this like uncharted territory. Yeah. Um, I agree, and I'm hoping that her runway will be back next week because that is not her work. That is the designer's work. Uh, yeah, it also looks very the penguin as like an icy drag queen. Seems oh, to be the style. Yeah, that's it fucking totally cool. Gave me like anime villainous. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, definitely, like, anime, video game. Yeah, I think I fought her in Persona 5. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, exaggerated features. Why is she wearing a top hat? Like, you know. (laughs) I don't know. The question is, why aren't we wearing... Yeah, the question is, why aren't we wearing top hats? (laughs) A cane? Yeah. I love the cane. I thought thought that was interesting, because it looked like... I mean, definitely one of the best runways up there, and we like barely got a blip of it. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe they should just yeah. have Sherry walk the runway but blur her face. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely, I'm gonna be honest. I felt like early in this season when they were like, I felt, I felt like early in the season when they were minimally covering her, it was like the right sort of hypercorrect that the world expected in order for it to be okay that they were still airing it. And I know. Um, somebody who works in like, who is a detective related to things like sex crimes. And I think that they have to interrogate people and get confessionals. And that's like a weird empathy practice that is very hard on them. And I think it's going to be very interesting when we reach a point where they cannot edit her out so much anymore. I know they're still very much figuring this out. I think the hyper correct up top made sense. I think as time goes on, they're going to have to include her more. And I think it is going to be interesting for people to reckon with this person seems so nice or funny or whatever. But I know that in other aspects of their life, they're a monster and a predator. And like to deal with that, I think will be not great, but I feel like there's, it will be interesting and probably a valuable experience for some people. I'll say I'm trying to be very careful in how I phrase this, but like, I think there's something to be said for like the predator down the street that you would never guess was a predator. And I feel like we're bound to get to a place where they can't edit her out this much. And I, at the first I thought they were just going to have her not in all the time. And now I feel like I know they can't sustain this. 
So it'll be interesting, and I think there will probably be a little bit of value in reaching a place where they can't. Okay, I'm, I have two thoughts here. One, if you've known Chris Maloney from Law & Order SVU this whole time and haven't told me, I will never speak to you again. Uh, two, two, I think one of the most valuable things that could come out of this whole experience is an exploration of the fact that the fact that the person you know is nice and talented and good to you does not mean they are incapable of being terrible. That's not saying you should never trust anyone ever under any circumstances, but one of the biggest things that when, when all of the people who come forward, come forward, the biggest thing they, they fight is this notion that every other, every other person who interacts with the, with the perpetrator is, is great to them. And it's really hard for us to reconcile. It's hard enough to reconcile how nice the person is to us most of the time versus how bad they are to us some of the time. And when all you have is the nice, talented person that you've only ever interacted with, that clash is real. And I really hope the show kind of explores she is talented and she is funny and she is a good performer. She is also a predator and apparently a monster. And those two things do not exclude each other. And I think that that wall we build, I hope the show really figures out a way to thread that needle of say of how to show it doesn't void her talent. Like her talent doesn't excuse what she did and what she did doesn't make her talent imaginary because figuring out how to hold those two contradictory ideas at once about a person will be absolutely vital to any society level improvement in how we deal with sexual crime. I agree. Yeah. Perfectly Amen. said. Yeah. Perfectly said. All right. That, I'm, and now I'm going to, now I'm going to tie it up with a little bitch fest. When Britta said, I'm New York's queen. I almost reached through my TV, like a fucking Looney tune to strangle oh her. I God. <laughs> Strangely, she said it so much at this point that I'm now numb to it. Also, I had no idea how much the, re- I mean, as a native Chicagoan who encounters people from New York all of the time in my work life, uh, who say dumb things like Britta, I thought I was just particularly annoyed and it's entertaining to me that the whole internet is just as much like, do not tell us you're from New York one more time. Nobody fucking cares. It wasn't even just that. It was saying, I'm New York's queen. Fuck you. There yeah, are like, you're I right. can name you're a right. thousand no, this was from New York. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. This was a step above for sure. Also, aren't there like four other queens in this season alone from New York? Like, yeah. Yes. I mean, granted, she probably is the most famous queen in New York, but, like, it hasn't been on Drag Race. However, despite that, like, that 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 doesn't mean anything here, girl. Like, it, it, uh, I'm just so tired of her. Yeah, I, I've been tired of her the second that she opened her mouth, but, like, I don't mind cocky queens. So it's not even necessarily that she's cocky. It, it's It's... Ugh. But, uh... I mean, Trinity Taylor was cocky, but... Bitch could back it up. Like, she didn't, she didn't, like, you know... Yeah, no, she brought it all the time. She brought her personality, and her personality wasn't, like, reveling in her own greatness. She yeah. was just cocky. And, like, this is just, like, you know... Let me revel in my own greatness constantly with... And have that be an illusion, like of like you know actually bringing something she hasn't brought anything i mean yeah. she did do well in that lipstick the lips uh, yeah the second i i didn't i stupidly i didn't clock that that was gonna be the song and the second i heard it start i was like well britta will do better at this than 
uh, Aiden. There's no doubt. And then she did. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to say my feeling, and I want honest reactions. I would have been fine with the double elimination. That was my. Same. That was my feeling after this lip sync because I agree. Aiden didn't have it. She. This was like, girl, is this literally your first? Is this literally your literal actual first lip sync? Is it? I think it might be. But Britta didn't fucking yeah. impress me. And that, like, that fucking... Move your goddamn mouth, Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, that was really weird. Enough. That It was distracting how little her mouth moved. It was distracting how little her mouth is. <laughs> like, my roommate was like... <laughs> like, do you My roommate was like, it's the that? battle of the, like... <laughs> absurdly different sized mouths because Aiden's is so tiny and Britta's is so large. <laughs> but here's the thing. Lip syncing to a song isn't just moving your lips like you're talking because without air moving through them, your lips don't move the same way because you're not moving the muscles in them the same way. You have to exaggerate slightly to make it clear what you're saying in the lip sync, which is different than when you're just normally talking. And Aiden was just moving her mouth like she was about to normally make those sounds. And it's a different thing. Britta was also just terrible. I thought I thought that stupid magic trick was, was just what? You brought a fucking firework on stage? Ooh, it's a small firework. Ah, like I, I was so underwhelmed by this. To me, what was more egregious was, was the, uh, um, the judges like, ooing and awing at that moment like it was the craziest I thing they'd know. ever seen oh my god they were clapping and i'm like are did you all take some uh willem's percocets what is wrong with you like i i just have to say i feel like you all three of you have taken crazy pills because she like i don't like her i'm not saying i like her but she turned that song out she she emoted like she in, was better in a size that was appropriate magnitude for the song she turned some tricks she did some moves she did the damn thing like i'm i i i don't like her still but at the same time she did do that song and she did do that performance and she... the things that she brought were unexpected because the uh, the only reason we did ooh and ah at the goddamn firework thing is because right before she did it, she's like, and now I'm going to do a firework. And now we're just sitting here like, oh, she's about to do a firework. And then you see the firework and you're like, eh, like you said firework. I'm not sure that was the only say, reason. Like, sparkle. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, you, I'm, uh, saying, uh, I'm saying your judgment is clouded by your hatred for Britta. I don't, That's accurate. I don't deny no. that. But what I'm saying is Latrice Royale did natural woman while moving not a single muscle beneath her sternum and she crushed it she gave a performance for the ages that appropriately honors an amazing song it's possible to do that kind of torch song without even stepping away from where you start and i yeah i don't know i watched this and was so underwhelmed like there was just no, I don't think you could yeah. do Let It Go without moving. I, I will I'm say that too. You could do that song that Latrice did. But, what, I, but what I'm saying is, for a song that it, it, it's a torch song that is a lot more stand here and belt it. And I'm not. Yeah, you you need to move a little. But I'm saying like it doesn't. Rec it, it almost repels the normal drag acrobatics. And I just got none of the like. What was so compelling about Latrice's performance was with a minimum amount of effort she commanded your attention 
And there was none of that energy or skill on display in that lip sync. I mean, how many times have you seen Frozen, though? Because even the way that Elsa does it is, like, very much in that vein with the, like, let me let me prop myself up on this snow mountain. Like, um, So I, I would like to say that I feel that, like, Aiden absolutely deserved to go home. This looked like her first time lip singing ever and bad even by that standard. It was terrible. Um, Britta, was I wowed by it? No. Do I think she did a competent job? Yes. When you said what I, I would have been fine with both of them going home, my answer is yes, because I don't like Britta. <laughs> and I feel that her snatch game was egregious enough to merit it, regardless of how she did in the lip sync. Um, that said, I do think she performed it competently. Agreed. It's not like, um, it's not like when Honey Mahogany and Vivian Penang did such a bad job with, now I'm forgetting which song it was. I think it was Oops, I Did It Again. Job. No, it yeah. was, no, uh, wasn't, no. I don't, I Will Survive was Layla and Dax. It's you're Oops, right, I Did It Again. Right. I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, it was you, Oops, I Did you, It Again. You, you, uh, the two of them both did a Don't talk over ter- me when I admit being wrong. I only do it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Um, the two of them both did a terrible job and thus merited going home. I don't think that's what happened here. But I still would have been fine with it. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I I I would not have done. I I did not clock a double elimination. That didn't. I I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I thought Britta won handily. Um, Also, a double elimination on such a like like uplifting song would just be weird. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) You know, like like. this is this is why I submitted my idea, my feeling to the group because you know I, you all keep me in check. I, you're... <laughs> <laughs> I do love that everybody seems to dislike Britta as much as I do, and I feel bad for that. But it I, makes yeah, me feel like I'm not alone. Just, like she's, so she's not playing the she she is playing the game, but she's not playing the meta. She's not playing the game within the game. She's definitely the not playing the editor. The game is to be likable. Yeah, exactly. And she's not likable. She might do the challenge as well, but if you're not likable, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The thing is, I bet that yeah, she's no. likable in person. Like, I feel like I could enjoy. I, oh, I could. Yeah. I could enjoy hanging out with her. Like, I'm sure she's actually funny. I'm sure she's actually charming. But she is just like putting her foot in her mouth left and right. Oh God. Well, we, I do suspect that this environment truly is bringing out the worst in her. Mm. And I think she's super embarrassed by her behavior. Well, and the editors yeah. too. They they want, you know, they want the narrative that they want. And they're like, this is, she said this a lot. Let me only yeah, show she, her doing this um, to enrage us, which it worked. <laughs> but simultaneously, she, the editors might have wanted it, but she gave it to yeah. her. Agreed. 1,000%. Every bit to her. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, like, with Raja O'Hara, the second it's like you get a bad critique or somebody says something shady to you, and you don't respond by just, like, taking it or being quiet or, like, ignoring it, you, like, bark back. This, I mean, at this point, I think the show is so refined in how it creates these stories and the archetypes that, like, you're foolish to bark back. Has she, though? And if you do, Yeah. Not at the judges. The way that she's treated Aiden. No, I know, I know. But I mean, in the workroom, the way that she's like blaming other things, she's like taking it out on Aiden. And she's harping on things. about how great she is. Yes. And I feel like the second you exhibit that behavior, no matter how good you do otherwise, 
they're going to put you in the bottom three to get you to react more and more and mm. you're never going to end up with a good edit like they that's what they do to the girl who responds that way every season which is why you should never be the girl who responds that way yeah that's fair it's, uh, yeah anything else no i think we've squeezed this episode dry <laughs> just like that orange i'm not gonna be the damn orange <laughs> Speaking of, and this is perfect because I forgot to mention this. Speaking of the fruit, I kind of love that Dahlia is getting the Stacey Lane Matthews edit for the season. Oh yeah! So uh, what, no, I don't. What What do we think is funnier? The idea that they just had her film a dozen of them before walking out the door, or that they actually bring her back each day to get back into broccoli drag to do today's bit. <laughs> I think it's the latter. So do I. I think, I think she's it has at the to hotel. Be the latter. I think she's at the hotel because the Eliminated Queens can't go home yet for some reason. And they're just bringing her back and she's otherwise hanging out in the hotel. And I hope she's ma- I hope she's having fun with it. Yeah. Because being the first Eliminated is not fun. If Broccoli's your bit now, figure out a way to Work lean it. it. Yeah. 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 Trademark Brock Ally right now. You can do it <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well... That girl and Buffy, thank you so much for coming. It's always a blast to have the two of you on. Thank you so much for having me. Justice for Rock. She should still be here. <laughs> I'm going to say that every episode. Yeah, yeah I, I love <laughs> it. Yeah. It's your new gothy Kendall. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love seeing your beautiful powdered breastplates. It makes me happy and to think about when we'll get to uh, drink again in person. And uh, <laughs> we will see you all next week. It will happen. Bye. Bye. Bye.